Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Porcelain Peak, the strange and scary podcast that covers everything from horror to sci-fi and all the creepy stuff in between. I am one of your hosts, your co-host, Anthony Perez, and I am joined by John Brasher, that's me. <laughs> How you doing today? I am doing okay. How about yourself? I'm doing alright. It's been crazy weather here, so... Mm-hmm. Very gloomy. Yes. And uh, it's nice because we're in California, so I guess we need it or whatever. But <laughs> for being in a profession that goes inside and outside regularly, it was a little bit rough today. <laughs> yeah, I, I can only imagine. Yeah, but other than that, not too bad of a day. That being said, let's go ahead and jump into news. News. Some cool stuff. This week, one of them, there was a trailer released recently for a new movie coming to Netflix. That's supposed to be the new Bird Box, but I don't really know how much people were into the Bird Box. I don't know if that's a compliment or... I know that Bird Box is a meme. I know that it's <laughs> like everybody is doing like the Bird Box challenge or like they're post a thing where it's like Sandra Bullock and the kids with the with the blindfolds and then there's like something weird going on in the background like a Trump rally or something. <laughs> or, you know, this is just spitballing. I haven't actually seen that specific meme, but it is what it is. Yeah, so this hey. one's called Velvet Buzzsaw. And from what I can tell from the trailer, it's about a guy, Jake Gyllenhaal, and he goes into an apartment of some sort or something like that and finds art from a fellow that has passed away and ends up turning around and it seems like either keeping it or attempting to sell it in some way. And then weird stuff. He's like haunted by something. There's weird imagery in the trailer. So it was kind of like thriller slash horrors and uh, right up my alley because I love art. Yeah. And it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I'll have to definitely check out that trailer because I hadn't heard heard about it until you just described it. So, um, yeah, I'll, take, I'll check out the trailer for sure. Um, we both, I think, still need to watch Bird Box, if I'm not mistaken. I watched part of it while I was doing something else. So I would have to sit down and really give it my full attention. Um, in other news, uh, they just released the f- the uh, demo for uh, Resident Evil 2. Uh, Resident Evil 2 was one of my favorite games way, way back in, in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah, just Resident Evil in general. Like I said, I, I loved the franchise. Uh, I even enjoyed uh, parts of Resident Evil 5 all the way up through there. But... They kind of went away from the format with 5, and especially with 6. 7 was a big return to form, and uh, it seems like they're getting really positive reviews as far as Resident Evil 2, the demo, is concerned. The actual game comes out on the 25th, so just you know, a couple of weeks away at this point. Hopefully it turns out great. I definitely want to pick it up, uh, like I said, because I, I loved the original, so having it completely like remade and remastered is, is just it's perfect for me. Uh, I'm going to probably either pick up the demo myself or watch some gameplay for it, Uh, but I'm really excited to get my hands on it for myself. Yeah, have to let us know what it's like. Another piece of pretty big news, I guess, depending on which genre you're interested in here, (laughs) but they just released the trailer for the new Spider-Man movie subtitled Far From Home. And I watched the whole thing, but you said... So, if you've seen the trailer... You know that Nick Fury is in it. As soon as I saw Nick Fury, I was like, all right, I'm done. I don't need to see any more of this trailer. I already know I'm going to see the movie. I, I'm 100% invested in yeah. anything that Marvel releases at this point. So I definitely didn't want to dive too far in and see 
where this lines up with like the stuff that's going on in Captain Marvel and like how the chips fall after the Avengers. Uh, I don't want to know any of that. I want to, I want to try to go into those three movies as blind as humanly possible. And sometimes you just got to throw on the, throw on the old bird box blindfold and, and just get through <laughs> life that way. Uh, but I did see stills of Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio and yeah. he looked a little scruffy. I, I didn't think that he'd look scruffy, but I mean, it is what it is. It looks cool. We'll see how it turns out. I mean, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal does a creepy guy very well. If you've seen the movie Nightcrawler, it, like he does Fantastic. creepy very well. Oh, well, speaking of that, he, that's the same writer-director for Velvet Buzzsaw. Okay, sold. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. Yes, sold. <laughs> Nightcrawler was fantastic. Excellent. Yeah. An excellent character study. Just, oh, ooh, it's just give, gives you the gives you the the heebs not in like the not in like the scary way but in like the just like, uh, like yeah the creeps yeah i watched the whole thing the trailer does give a lot of information like showing jake gyllenhaal and what character he is and what the basic plot line for the movie is and there is a villain that i'm not familiar enough with spider-man lore to know exactly who that was so can you I'm describe not- what they looked like Sure. So at one point, it was just a massive sand person shaped. So I was thinking Sandman based Mm -hmm. off Spider-Man 3. But then they also took the form of a body of water. Hmm. And as like a person in the body of water. So I wasn't really sure. And like I said, I don't know enough about Spider-Man villains. I I know quite a bit. And that doesn't sound familiar, but I'll I'll, I'll have to ponder on it. And if I I come up with an answer, I'll let you know. But yeah, I mean, they had some good jokes, and you see where it's going. So I would say probably don't watch it. I think you made a good call. I don't feel worse or better off, but I mean, the Mysterio, is it Mysterio? Mysterio, yeah. He's... That was probably the biggest spoiler mm-hmm. in the trailer. If you already know that, then it might not be bad to watch it. Anyway, did you have any other news? Uh, not that I have on the docket. But yeah, so let's just go ahead and hop into the next section. Trivia. Trivia. Okay, here we go. We uh, have double-checked the cards to make sure that we do not have the nega version of each other's cards. <laughs> As always, the first category is going to be Monster. What is the name of the comic relief character that is the housekeeper of Dr. Frankenstein in The Bride of Frankenstein from 1935? Like, I can picture a face... <laughs> The name's not coming to me, though. Is it? Is it Igor? It is not Igor. <laughs> the correct answer is Minnie. All right. So on my card is in Ginger Snaps from 2000, Ginger becomes what supernatural creature? It's going to be a werewolf, John. It is a werewolf. You are correct. Yes. Anthony takes the lead. For the second time <laughs> in Porcelain Peak history. Whatever. 16 episodes. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> All right. Next category, gore and disturbing. At what university are the characters in Evil Dead from 81 students? I think we've had this question before, and even though... I think that you asked me. And I'm pretty sure I still don't remember it. <laughs> um, I want to say it starts with a C? Are you asking or telling? Both? <laughs> it does not start with a C. Okay. Uh, is it Michigan State? Yeah. Yeah. Michigan State... University. That is correct. You pulled that out of nowhere, dude. <laughs> Good call. 
All right. So on this one, at the end of The Devil's Rejects from 2005, name the three characters that escape capture by the police. This one's only difficult because it's just recalling the names. At the end? At the, well, it says, uh, name the three characters that escape capture by the police. Now, I don't know if that means between, you know, between House of a Thousand Corpses and, like, the gap between the, the two. Rejects. I'm guessing they escape the police because they, spoiler here, they die. <laughs> I, so I'm thinking this is, this is supposed to mean uh, between movie one and movie two. I'm going to say baby. Okay. Captain Spaulding. Okay. Uh, and I can't remember the one that looks like Rob Zombie's name. <laughs> Zeb. You're real close. Uh, the third name is Otis. Otis! And it was Spalding and Baby? Yep, Baby and Spalding were Damn correct. Damn it. That movie's great. Yeah. I was just, just going to yell out Freebird because I thought that's where it was going. <laughs> <laughs> I might have given you the point for that. But he does look like Rob Zombie, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So then let's move on to psychological. What actor appeared in both The Invisible Man from 1933... And The Wolfman from 1941. Is it Boris Korloff? It is not. It is Claude Rains. Uh, That's I, tough. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was just like, I was like, hey, horror actor from that era. <laughs> There's a name. Long Chaney. <laughs> All right. So on this card, uh, over the course of the film, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde from 1931, uh, do the transformations of the titular character become involuntary? I'm going to say yes. You had a 50-50 on that one. You got it right. <laughs> it's better than your 50-50 from a couple weeks ago. That was rough, yeah, for everyone. Okay. Next category is paranormal. In Insidious from 2010, what does Elise Rayner call the purgatory realm where Dalton Lambert is trapped? I think we did this one, too. I'm pretty sure, and it's, it, for whatever reason, I'm pretty sure... I think you got it right, though. Yeah, I got it right then, and I'm I'm struggling now. That was before it's, we switched to the whole oh, card format. It's the further. Yes, yeah. that is correct. I don't know why. There's always, like, a little part of my brain that internally panics when I should know the answer. <laughs> like, if something's, like, way out of left field, I'm like, oh, I'll just make a guess. But, like, if it's if it's something, like, I for sure should know, I'm always, like... Yeah. There's, like, that little voice in the back, like, like don't screw it up. <laughs> don't screw it up. All right, so uh, who directed Don't Look Now in 1973? Oh, my God. That's one with Donald Sutherland, right? Maybe. I can't, I, I'm having trouble even thinking of names now. <laughs> <laughs> Scorsese. Definitely not Scorsese. <laughs> um, it was uh, Nicholas Rogue. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Dang it. I know what movie you're talking about, though. Yes. Yeah. If that's the one I'm thinking of. All right, cool. So next category is going to be killer. In Peeping Tom from 1960, Mark Lewis conceals his knife in what camera accessory? We definitely have done this one. It's a tripod. Yes, you got that one. All right. Alice Sweet Alice from 1976 was the film debut of what actress? What was the year? 76. Julia Roberts. (laughs) It's not Julia Roberts. It is Brooke Shields. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Never would have guessed that. All right. Well, I started off strong, and I'm losing steam now. (laughs) Here we go for international. What is the profession of the crew that television reporter Angela Vidal 
is following at the start of Wreck. And sorry, Wreck was from 2007. I want to say they were they were like firefighters or something along those lines. Yeah, no, yeah. that's correct. Perfect. All right, and then uh, yours is in the bird with the crystal plumage in 1970. What is the location <laughs> where Sam first witnesses the killer in action? That's going to be at a subway. <laughs> <laughs> are we talking about a subway like like a subway station, or are we talking about subway sandwiches? Sa- sandwich shop, John. Sandwich shop. <laughs> if that subway is inside of an art gallery, you would be correct. <laughs> Man, I got the hardest card. You did get this that card. Was rough. Was, this card was very difficult. Well, safe to say you won that one, so that's going to conclude the trivia section. And I don't think that we mentioned it. Last week or this week yet, but this episode is going to be our sister episode, I guess, to our sci-fi misses, and it's going to be our horror misses. So, and we're not talking about MRS. We're talking about <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the ones that we didn't see. Yes, and I'm I don't know how you're feeling about it, but I'm feeling a little bit anxious. And like I said, the the number one on my list is going to is going to be something that I really. Don't want to release into the internet just because it like it takes a real shot out of my out of my horror pedigree. <laughs> yeah, your credibility is going to go out the window, but I'm going to be right there with you. So yeah, we'll be a couple of sad sacks. We talked about doing some honorable mentions. I know for me, and I've mentioned it on the podcast before, so I don't want to dive too into it really. But I've never seen any iteration of The Fly. Mm-hmm. I want to watch the original before I watch the remake, even though. You and other people have told me that they're basically different movies, mm-hmm. and I just never got around to seeing either of them. I'm not super ashamed of it, but I am a Vincent Price fan, Yeah, so I do want to give that the attention that it needs. And also, Jeff Goldblum, man. Yes. And that's what I've heard. Well, and, and, Cron- and Cronenberg. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I have been, saying, you know, since we started the podcast, watching more of his movies. So yeah. It's, it's going to happen. I just haven't done it yet. So that would be my honorable mention. Yeah, so um, I had I had one honorable mention when I was making the list, and I just thought of another one. The only reason why the first one is an honorable mention is because I've talked about it on the podcast before, so it's not really any new news. Um, but I haven't seen Leslie Vernon. We've talked about that before. Yeah. Uh, the other one that I just thought of, it, the only reason why this would be an honorable mention and not necessarily something I would put up higher on the list is because it's pretty much an indie movie. Uh, it's not super well circulated, but if you're a big horror fan, it's something you should see. And, and from what I've read about it and from what I've seen about it, but I haven't seen creep. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And I, and I love the Duplass brothers. Yeah. And the fact that I haven't seen that movie, like I said, is, is a little bit of a crime, but not quite as bad as the other things on this list. No, I mean, and I, like, I, I get where you're coming from because that movie's Really good, and like you were saying, in the horror community, it's it's up there, and it's pretty well received. But I don't feel like it's one of those movies where it's like, yeah, it's great, you know, yeah. like how we were going to react to the rest of these lists. Exactly. But Creep's really good, and Creep 2 is as good. I think a case could be made that maybe it's even better. Mm-hmm. There, You do have to suspend some disbelief with those both of them, but they they play off each other where it's not exactly the same thing. Again, mm. it's giving you something different. And three is supposed to be coming out. It's supposed to be a trilogy. We don't get a lot of horror trilogies lately, so I'm excited to to see that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to uh, check that off the list before before this other one comes out. 
Um, I well, I guess if we were doing another honorable mention, <laughs> for me, I would say would be Reanimator. Mm. A lot of people consider that a classic, and I know a lot of people that I that I'm friends with have all you know big horror yeah, buffs. Yeah, love that movie. Yeah, yeah, so I've never got around to it. I don't feel super shameful. That's why it's honorable mention. Yeah, but it's definitely in my radar. Mm-hmm. Oh man! All right, do you want do you want to just do it? Let's rip this Band-Aid off. Okay. So I'm going to open up with the most recent release on my list. Um, it's it's still in a territory where I have no reason to have not watched this movie, especially considering how I feel about horror movies. And the fact that now that I also review movies on the side, that I have more access to the theater than I've ever had in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see a movie at least once a week where I don't pay for it. Yeah. So... In this particular instance, the fact that I haven't seen Hereditary yet is a crime. This movie is considered to be one of the greatest horror movies released in the last 20 to 25 years, if not longer than that. And it just, it, from what I've heard, it, it oozes atmosphere. And it's, it's an A24 release, if I'm not mistaken, correct? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, A24 is just knocking it out of the park every time they step up the plate. So the fact that I haven't taken the time to watch this movie is, like I said, it's a cardinal sin. Okay, it's pretty light. Starting off pretty light. It is on Prime, mm-hmm. so you should check that out. Yes, I definitely will. It's <laughs> I don't I I don't even know how to describe that. that see, and I think that it's best left that way because yeah. I don't know a lot about it, and I want to keep it that way. Yeah, you're just gonna be haunted by the clicking. <laughs> but um, that movie. What can I say about that movie without saying anything about that movie? <laughs> Acting is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Collette, dude. My only complaint about that movie is the son is super whiny. And he's like 16, 17 and keeps calling his dad daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, daddy. And I was like, ah. Like, I get that maybe you're scared or you're in some kind of weird state. You're like, but, but daddy has a different connotation in 2018, 2019. Yeah, and you're old. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You might, you know mommy or daddy or whatever when you're a kid but yeah you're, you're in your teens and so that <laughs> that was almost laughable for me and it kind of pulled me out while i was watching it and i was mm. like well, this kid's grown just rip that band-aid off let it out yeah okay here we go i mean that's that's big so my number three is a little bit more of a heavy hitter and so there were some movies that I was going through thinking about, and I had seen parts of them, mm-hmm. like good chunks of them. And so I didn't want to count those on this because I felt like I had seen enough. Yeah. So these three that we're going to talk about, I've seen next to nothing. Okay. Number two, a little bit here and there, but one and three, basically nothing. So my number three is Jaws. You haven't seen Jaws. Never seen Jaws. Wow. Yeah. And if that's number three, like imagine where this list is going. <laughs> I still feel like my number one tops Jaws. Okay. But Jaws. Jaws is often considered like top five best horror movies of all time. It's often considered like top ten greatest movies of all time. <laughs> okay. So it, it created the blockbuster genre. Like Movies being a big deal in the summer can all be drawn back to Jaws. Wow! Yeah, I know. I mean, we've talked about we've talked about Spielberg before, and that you like 
that you're not like the world's biggest Spielberg fan, but you haven't seen some of his heaviest hitters. You haven't seen E.T. Yeah. and you haven't seen Jaws. Well, maybe that's why I'm not. Yeah, like Spielberg. if you saw the like those movies are iconic for a reason. And like, well, growing up, my parents didn't watch stuff like that. So any of the horror, and I guess I mean it's not fair. a huge excuse because mm-hmm. I've seen a crazy amount of stuff since I've been an adult. But we never watched classics. I think the oldest movie I can remember watching with my parents was like Scissor Hands. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, and, oh, yeah. And Close Encounters. I almost forgot about that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, like I said, you have not seen his best works. I guess. Aside from, I mean, have you seen um, Saving Private Ryan? No. What? That's different. We're not talking about regular movies. Now, but now we're now you've got me on a tangent. Like we, it's Spielberg. <laughs> like like you don't like Spielberg because you haven't oh, seen. I have never said I don't like Spielberg. But you like you aren't like a big Spielberg fan because you literally haven't seen the best movies in his catalog. <laughs> we're gonna have to rectify that. We're gonna do that sometime. But Jaws is great. It, yeah, I've heard it, that, and it was. A developmental struggle and the fact that they were able to make such an amazing film out of the bones of what they were able to do because they limited themselves by making a mechanical shark. It's pretty fucking impressive. Um, I would definitely say it's, you know, it maybe hasn't super aged well, but the acting performances are great. It has some of the most iconic lines in cinema. You know, and like a boat. Yeah. Like, I know a lot about it. Yeah. And but, I've seen little clips here and there, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I could I couldn't tell you a scene mm-hmm. in particular. Yeah. It has one of the best the best cold openings of, of a horror film like to date. Really? Yeah. And like I said, the way that they that they make you know, make uh, lemonade out of the lemons they're given by having the mechanical shark shark that works like a quarter of the time that it, they need it to. <laughs> like they barely show Jaws and it makes it more tense and more scary because of that. Yeah. It's an anticipation thing. Like, yeah. Like with it follows or mm-hmm. with Halloween. Yeah. The, those, a lot of, in a lot of situations like that, those things wouldn't exist. I mean, Halloween, notwithstanding, but like it follows that sort of concept wouldn't exist if Jaws hadn't set the stage for it. Yeah. Essentially the land shark, right? <laughs> <laughs> All let's right. move on. Yeah, let's move, let's, let's move, move on. Say, let's move on to my second one on the list. Uh, this one is definitely older. It's definitely one that I should have seen, especially considering I'm a really big fan of the lead actor. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. I have not seen. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't, you know, in, in like a deep horror community, yeah, that's going to be up there. But I don't feel like a lot of people have seen that movie. But I consider myself to be deep horror community. Like I said, <laughs> the one that's number one on this list trumps everything that I, I think that could potentially come out of your mouth unless you say the same thing or something from the same director. Like, it's I, – I, I build it up because it's an important thing. Uh, but with Henry Portrait of a Serial, Serial Killer, it's been on Netflix since as long as I've had Netflix. <laughs> and I've – like I'm like at least once a month, I'll be scrolling through and I'll see it and I'm like – I should pop that on. I really like Michael Rooker, uh, and I think that I should give it a shot. I s- watched that movie a long time ago, mm. and then because of Walking Dead and Guardians and stuff, I came across Michael Rooker, and I didn't realize that, that was the same guy for the longest mm-hmm. time, for years. He's been in a lot of really, really good things, and he's not relegated to just being the doofy guy. Yeah. Like, he, like... Well, he's not doofy in Henry. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? Like, but well, like, I don't. yeah, I don't know for <laughs> sure, but 
people who know of him now see him as Yondu or Merle, and he's not like that in all of his performances. Yeah. Like I'd say that's probably the outlier performances as compared to the rest of his career. Yeah, but I mean if he's making a second coming, you know, yeah. do it. And he was and he was great as both Merle and as Yondu. Oh yeah. I hated him. It's weird because you hate him as as Merle and then you're kind of on the fence about Yondu and then after the second guard, Yeah, you learn to love like, him. Man. And that's a weird – I love when people can make you feel differently about different characters. I mean, I guess that's good acting. Yeah. Right? Well, and, and he has a great arc yeah. in, in the Guardian series. Oh, yeah. I forget the band and I forget the song, mm-hmm. but they had a part of that movie during one of their songs. It was like – I'm not saying don't use a gun. Just don't use the same gun twice or something like that, something similar to those lines. And then it went to the some crazy song. And then I was like, well, I wonder what that's from. So then I looked it up. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, from Henry. So then I watched Henry. And it's pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> I think they made a second one. Something in the vein of American Psycho, too. You know, where it's why? Just, a, just a complete left turn. Yeah, just a not even following the same character. <laughs> I could be wrong, though. I could be misremembering. But the first one's cool. It's, yeah. very, it's very old. And it's very gritty. Mm-hmm. And it has like. Sort of a Texas Chainsaw feel, you know how that movie feels. Yeah, as far as the look goes, but definitely worth checking out. I'm not as kind of like taken aback as uh, as I was expecting. Yeah, like I said, the the ones that I mean, I you know me, I've seen too many movies. <laughs> like for one person to sit down and watch the amount funny. of movies that I've seen, it's too many. But like I said, like the the one that's number one, I think it's going to be a, a big deal. Okay. You ready for my number two? Yes. All right. So this one out of the three I have probably seen the most of. And that's very little still. I can tell you a couple scenes maybe. Mm -hmm. But I have never sat down and fully watched The Exorcist. (laughs) I wish that you guys could see his face right now. Yeah, I know. And I know the scene where she's like, I'll suck your cock, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and where your she mother throws sucks, up. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. Yeah, that's what it is. Something about dicks. And I know she like pisses There's Yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff. I know. The I mean, amount of the amount of like body horror that yeah. they get away with in that movie is absolutely incredible. The... Oh, man. the that performance <laughs> is... Top notch. It's one of the best performances in horror. Talk about period. Reagan's? Yeah. And I know, I mean, I know a lot about The Exorcist. Yeah. For me, part of the reason that I haven't sat down and watched it yet is because it's been built up so much. I feel you on that. And I feel that with all of these, where it's like, I don't want to be disappointed because what if I watch it and I don't like The Exorcist? Yeah. I don't want to be the guy that doesn't like The Exorcist. <laughs> you know what I mean? I will say, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> There are so many things that modern horror gets from The Exorcist. And like I said, the way that they were able to use the rudimentary technology for like, you know, their practical effects and everything then, it just it still holds up. It still looks great. And the acting performances are out of the park good. They the the girl who played Reagan uh put her Body, her body and her life on the line. Linda Blair, right? Yeah, yeah. to play that character, you know, because yeah. I mean, she there were she had injuries, injuries that that like could have like stopped the shooting, but 
they kept going and they made what is widely considered to be like top five horror movies of all time. Yeah. I know. And it's, it's hard. It's hard for me to say. Yeah. <laughs> but again, if that's my number two, I can only yeah, imagine. I'm, man. Cause, <laughs> cause like, cause I still don't think it's as bad as my number one, but it's pretty close. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I, like I said, it's just, it's hard for me to, to sit down and watch it because it's been built up so much. Same with Jaws. And I know that The Exorcist has been influential. I mean, I can see, from what I know of The Exorcist, I can see its influences in stuff mm-hmm. like with Evil Dead. You know what I mean? That has Exorcist written all over it. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't really have an excuse. I'm just trying to justify it. <laughs> <laughs> At least it might, it, it, for a while, it may have been harder to get a hold of than some, than. I've heard three's good too. Have you seen any of the other sequels? So I haven't. I haven't sat down and watched the sequels. But like I said, the first one is a classic. From my understanding, two is forgettable. I actually never hear anyone mention two. Mm -hmm. But I've heard three come up a lot, and apparently there's a scare in three that's the most terrifying scare in a movie. Period. So after after we get you to watch The Exorcist, we'll have to we'll have to visit that together and see see how we feel about it. Maybe we'll maybe we could even do like a like a live video reaction. <laughs> Whoa! Or just silence. Yeah, yeah. it was all right. Yeah, it was cool, man. <laughs> I, mean, I don't, to be I don't fr- like The Exorcist or Forrest Gump or Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. All around. Whew, I feel dirty all over. I want to like preface this, I guess. The whole episode, essentially, is like I haven't seen some of these classics, and like I said, I don't have an excuse for that. But there are a lot of more obscure or other classic movies, and I'm sure that we have both seen. Mm-hmm. Where yes, these are surprising, but I could probably rattle off twenty movies back to back that most people haven't seen. Exactly. No, no, no. I don't mean that to brag. I mm-hmm. just mean that. I've seen a lot of stuff. I just haven't got around to these classics. Like, I mean, I've seen Carnival of Souls, yeah, which is considered a classic too. You know what I mean? And I've seen Frankenstein, and I've watched Creature. You know what I mean? All those stuff. So it's weird because the horror genre is so big and so vast. Mm-hmm. But there's really no excuse for me not to have seen <laughs> Jaws and The Exorcist. Yeah, I like I said, I think that I think that I definitely agree. Like I said, especially after I you know reveal my number one. Like I said, there. Are, there are things that are considered to be, you know, classics and, you know, things that you can't miss, things you need to see before you die kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it's more convenient to watch the thing that you might not get to see another time rather than watch the thing that's easily accessible. That's true. And that, like I said, that's not an excuse necessarily. It's just that there's, you know, situations that come up in life all the time. And it's like if you have the opportunity to see something that you may not ever get another chance to see – Right. I would take that and then wait, you know. All right. Well, now that we've attempted to make ourselves feel better for, <laughs> for the shitty horror fans we are. Yeah, so I don't think I like I said even after that little speech, I I can't. I can't even with this one. Um so I'm going to give you some build up. Okay. So this is one of my favorite directors of all time. Okay. This is one of the cinema community's favorite directors of all time. Okay. Often considered to be the master of suspense. Okay, I know where you're going. So, oh, dude, I wonder if ours is the same. So, and I, I, as far as I know, like I said, I've you know I've seen Psycho, I've seen. Okay, so the we're talking birds. about Hitchcock. Yeah, so it's like 
while those movies are considered to be pioneers in horror, his magnum opus by a large part of the community is often considered to be Rear Window, and I have not seen it. Really? You think that's his number one? I think that's what people consider to be his masterpiece, yes. Those three, probably. Ah, wow. Okay. And that movie's been remade a couple of times too. Have you seen the one with Christopher Reeves? Uh, no, I, I like I said, I for that I would I I <laughs> definitely want to see Hitchcock's version first. Some people consider Disturbia mm-hmm. a rear uh, window remake. Have you seen that one? Uh, uh yes, and from very different. Wh- very different. yes, yeah. From what I from what I've actually heard about Rear Window, it's there. There's not a lot of similarity to no, it. No, I think just like the if it base, is a remake, it's yeah, the very yeah. basic premise. Wow. Okay. That's a good one, dude. Mm-hmm. Man. Like I said, it's Hitchcock. It's, like I said, widely considered to be one of the greatest horror directors of all time. Basically pioneering what modern horror is today. Oh, totally. Yeah, And like I said, that's a lot of people consider that to at least be one of his top movies, I if mean, not his top movie. Outside of Peeping Tom, he basically started slashers. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I think a case could be made that he was a part of that blooming. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. I mean, you're familiar with a lot of Hitchcock. Yes. That's crazy. I just need a second. <laughs> and like I said, it's it, that's how that I felt like that for a second after after you said <laughs> The Exorcist. Yeah, that's a lot to take in. But I mean, I'm right there with you because mine actually, my number one is a Hitchcock movie too, which is really weird that we had not only not seen two big Hitchcock movies, but that we consider him at the top of our list. Yeah. Uh, now I now I'm interested to see which one it is. I think <laughs> I I think I might have an idea. So I'm a big Hitchcock fan, I guess more or less depending on what I say next. But I've seen Psycho. I love Psycho. I have a steelbook and I've made people borrow it so that they can watch it. Mm-hmm. I've watched most of the show. I didn't, I don't think I finished it. Oh, uh, you're talking about Bates Motel? Yeah. I, I haven't finished Bates Motel and I've heard great things about it. Freddie Highmore was excellent. Yeah, it's pretty good. And the stuff that they're able to do because we don't get a lot of Norma in the original movie mm-hmm. was interesting. And I've even seen Psycho 2. I don't think I've seen 3, though. Yeah. I've seen a lot of Psycho, so I like that stuff, even though those aren't Hitchcock. I've seen Dial M, and I've seen North by Northwest, and I've seen Rare Window. But I have not seen The Birds. So I thought you were going to go with Vertigo. I thought you were going to Vertigo, but see for me, I consider Vertigo a little bit more of a thriller. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely would agree. The with difference that. between a thriller and a horror is pretty slight, but, but I think Birds is a horror movie. Yeah, definitely. And it, like I said, it is considered to be one of his better movies for sure. And oh yeah, be, a better Hitchcock movie is is a, a practically a flawless masterpiece. <laughs> um, I do feel like. The majority of the community will say that Rear Window is a better Hitchcock movie than The Birds, but like I said, really? they're, I think that they're like they're both equally iconic and they both equally sp- like spell out what Hitchcock means to the cinema community as a whole. Oh yeah, yeah. I like th- there are some parts about The Birds that are, that's a little hokey from looking at it from today's lens. Um, just out of curiosity, <laughs> have you seen Birdemic? I have not. Okay. Yeah, because if you've seen Birdemic and haven't seen The Birds, that's that's a, a new level of of issue there. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past me, though. I love B-movies. <laughs> love them. And especially if they're ripping off yeah. other stuff. Transmorphers, I'll watch that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, 
Oh, I feel awful. I'm gonna yeah. need, I'm gonna need another drink after. That. Yeah, um, <laughs> just a cold shower. <laughs> I thought the sci-fi one was bad, and I feel way worse about this. Yeah, that one legit gave me anxiety. I had someone approach me today and was like, "Hey, I listened to your sci-fi episode, and have you watched ET yet?" <laughs> I was like, "No, no, we're gonna have to. We'll like, have wait. to plot out some time." And sometime this year, we'll have to go through and we'll have to revisit the episodes and start checking things off those boxes. Yeah, I think we'll do a couple follow-ups. We'll do like a sci-fi follow-up and then a horror misses follow-up and see what we thought, I guess, overall. Yeah. It doesn't have to be massive episodes. We'll do a couple here, a couple there. Yeah. Keep it going. Other than that, I mean, I think we're... I think that's it, yeah? Yeah, I think that, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Um, so next episode is going to be a special treat. I'm going to be doing a uh, reading of something that I found from the internet to see what Anthony's reaction is. So we'll talk about it a little bit more in the next episode. But uh, as far as the discussion topic is concerned, it kind of runs the gamut. It's a story from the internet. It has some interdimensional travel, some weird things about like music. Well, don't tell like, me anymore. If I'm going to be surprised, let me yeah, be surprised. There's, there's a lot going on. <laughs> All right. So... For the listeners out there, if we made some new fans because of our honesty, then thank you so much. And if we lost some fans because of our lack of watching classics, then suck it up and still listen. Yeah. We, we want you. We need you. That being said, as promised, we did get a bunch of new stuff for Porcelain Peak. Yeah. Thanks, mostly of, thanks to John. <laughs> yeah, I did a lot of hard work uh, over the course of the last like week or so. And uh, we are now at Porcelain Peak. On Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or you can go to facebook.com slash porcelainpeak. And then we also are – our email for the show is porcelainpeak at gmail.com. And, and as far and, as the website goes, yes. Yeah. So before we were being hosted by Words for Riddles, so we're still going to be hosted there, but we have a direct URL now. So if you just go to porcelainpeak.com, it will take you straight to – the Porcelain Peak page of Words for Weirdos. So a little bit easier to navigate and to get to because we are still hosted. They are a parent company. And so everything we do is through the Words for Weirdos. So that's why we're always presented by them. But now everything is a little bit more easy to navigate. Streamlined. Yeah. And uh, it's on, it's separate. And on top of that, like I said, if you're just into cool, like horror sci-fi stuff and uh, things like that, you know, we're going to be, trying to, you know, post cool things and, you know, kind of redirect things from the internet that we think are cool, uh, onto those social media pages. So, uh, give us a follow, you know, and, and, uh, hopefully we'll find some cool stuff together. Yeah. And in regards to this episode, some of you out there might be thinking, Oh, I've never seen that. Or I can't believe you haven't seen that. And we would love to hear from you. So if that's going to be email, if you want to throw us something on Instagram or Facebook or wherever, then feel free to do it. We love, like John mentioned before, um, feedback and any kind of comments or that kind of stuff. But other than that, that's going to wrap it up for today. I'm excited for next week to this mystery episode, <laughs> but we'll see you next time. And as always, thanks for listening. Peace. Keep it creepy. A Hyperforge Alpha Network production.